breakups. Whew. Most of us have been through at least one and not necessarily in the romantic sense. There are, of course, the boyfriend-girlfriend breakups, but then there are friendship breakups, family breakups like fallouts and divorces. But even though all of these events may hurt, it's important to be grateful for that chapter of your life and celebrate the chapter that is now beginning. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. How are you guys doing? I know it's been a few weeks since you last heard from me, and I think it's time for me to let you guys in on why. So first of all, I want to say Thank you to everyone who has filled out the community form. You guys have given me a ton of insight on what you'd like to see on Affirmations for Black Girls or actually what you'd like to hear on the podcast and what more you'd like to see from Affirmations for Black Girls. And I cannot wait to start implementing some of those things. But the truth is, y'all... I am a one-woman show, and if you did not know, I'm also a YouTuber and full-time content creator who actually just recently picked up another freelance gig that takes up a lot of my time, and I just want to let you guys know that I see all of your messages, I see all of the things that you're saying about affirmations for Black girls, and it really makes me smile. Um, If you did not know, we do have a Twitter, and y'all, it is actually blowing up. People love the tweets that I have. So we have a Twitter. Go follow us. It is AFBG underscore podcast on Twitter because affirmations for Black girls was too long because Twitter does not allow that many characters in your handle, but I digress on that. We have a Twitter. We also have um, a newsletter. So if you guys have not signed up for the newsletter, please go to my website, tirethecreative.com forward slash podcast, and you'll be able to sign up. We have affirmations that go out. We have just great additional resources for anyone who is looking to cultivate a healthy relationship with themselves. So definitely check that stuff out, but we're going to go ahead and jump into today's episode and we're going to start off with the affirmation for the week, which is I am worthy of love from myself and others. Oh, y'all let's drop in. I am worthy of love from myself and others. I am worthy of love from myself and others. I am worthy of love from myself and others. Really believe it, you guys. Let's say it together. I am worthy of love from myself and others. I am worthy of love from myself and others. What does that love from yourself feel like? Really imagine what it feels like to love yourself. 
I am worthy of love from myself and others. Who, you guys, you guys, you guys, we are all worthy of love from ourselves first and foremost, and we are worthy of love from others as well. So y'all, fun fact about me, (laughs) I have had three major breakups in my life. And what I mean by major is, you know, um, I've had three serious relationships so far that have ended and it was very hard for me in those final moments and, you know, the beginning of the breakup, grieving that relationship process, right? And during those times, I didn't necessarily say to myself that I was not worthy of love, but my actions proved that that's what I subconsciously thought of myself, that I was not worthy of love. And I I felt unlovable. And I felt like I just, you know, did so many things wrong and that it was my fault. And, you know, all of those things that we tend to run through in our head after something like this happens. And through reflection and therapy, I learned that I had to tackle those deep subconscious thoughts that were in my head head on, because if I didn't, they would grow and alter my perception of myself in a very negative way. So I know that I'm not alone in this. And I noticed from my DMs and the community form, and if you would like to sign up or not sign up, but if you would like to fill out the community form and tell me some of your thoughts of the podcast and the Instagram and the Twitter I have included that link down below in the show notes. It'll take you about five minutes to fill out. And I really, really appreciate your feedback. So actually, I had to do um, a video for a collaboration that I can't, I don't even know if I can talk about it yet, but I had to do a video and I came across this game. The, The entire video was about alternative bashes, like people are starting to have divorce parties, breakup parties, um, quitting your job parties, because it's a trend that's becoming popular to teach everyone that there's always a moment to celebrate, even though the moment may not be the most exciting for what it is, there's always something to celebrate in that. So I created this um, video where I created a breakup basket And in that basket, I bought this game by We're Not Really Strangers. If you guys haven't heard of that, I'll definitely link it down in the show notes. But the first one I ever got was the Red Table Talk Edition with 25 deep, deep questions. That one was super good. And then my boyfriend got me the uh, Dating Couples Edition for Valentine's Day, which is amazing as well. So if you are, you know, in a new relationship or even a, um, a mature relationship as far as like you've been together for some time now. I think it's it's a great conversation starter. So we'll take the deck of cards when we go out on dates and, you know, answer a couple of the questions and I really enjoy it. But I recently found out that they have a breakup edition. Now, I haven't opened this at all. We're going to go through this together, these breakup questions, because how the game typically works is you play with friends, maybe one friend, three of y'all, four of y'all, whatever. And you ask each other the questions that are in here. And they're typically, um, what is it? They're typically tiered. So they start from like easy surface questions and they get deeper as the levels progress. 
So we're about to jump into this. This is the bulk of today's episode. But before we start, I really want you guys to be in this with me. Get a journal, get a pen, write down these questions and truly reflect for you if you've just gone through a breakup or if you've been through breakups and you haven't really taken time to reflect on how you were in that relationship or how it has affected you in any way, let's play this game together. So I'm literally opening this for the first time. Okay, first of all, this is a very good box. Oh, it has something inside. Okay, so the cards come wrapped in plastic. I have to open those up, but they have this little card that says open up. Let's open it. It says, breakups are important. They teach us about ourselves. They show us what we want and what we don't. They allow us to move away from what isn't for us and closer to what is. Ooh. They even show us parts of ourselves we need to break up with. We've created this edition as a tool to self-reflect after a breakup, journal your answers, or play with friends who can be a soundboard for your healing process. The end of a relationship is the beginning of a new one with yourself. Ready? Oh my gosh, I absolutely love that. I'm ready to dive in. So first I have to open these cards and I think we're going to do maybe about five for the episode. So Pause the episode right now, grab your journal and a pen. If you're driving, let's just play along together. And after I read the question, you can pause, think about your answer, and then you can play it. And I'll obviously give you mine. Okay, so we're not even gonna, oh, this one, you guys, is different. There's no tears to this one. They all just say breakup edition. So I'm just gonna start right now. Okay, question number one. What has helped you heal from a heartbreak in the past besides time and meeting someone new? Ooh, what has helped me heal from a heartbreak in the past? Um, I think one of the biggest things that definitely helped me heal from my last relationship, which I was in for five years. And I knew from, honestly, you guys, the jump that this was not my husband, but I just stayed because I was scared to be alone. I was, you know, I wanted to be with somebody and all of that stuff. Um, Something that helped me heal was to remember the things that I loved before I entered this relationship because there were a lot of things that I uh, stopped doing once I entered that relationship. And it wasn't necessarily because of him or, you know, any of that stuff. It was just that I got consumed by the relationship. So after that relationship ended, I, hmm, let's see. I started baking again. I'm a pastry chef. So I started baking again after that relationship. I also started doing a lot of DIY projects. Now, I've always loved DIY projects like around the house and, you know, that kind of thing. But 
and and it's weird because something that happened like in the relationship, I would always like ask him for help with these projects and he didn't really want to do that. He wasn't interested in it. And for me, that like upset me. I was like, I wish you were interested in these things. So that kind of put in the back of my mind, okay, he's probably not interested in these things that I'm doing. Let's try to find things that we're both interested in. So that's how it came about. But I started to dive back into what made Tyra happy. So the very first thing I did was take a solo trip to San Diego. Absolutely loved it. I went to the zoo. I went to my favorite eatery, which is called Payway. Y'all, Payway is so good. It's like an Asian fusion diner situation. Mm, everything on the menu is so good. But I just started to do that and that really helped me heal. And another thing that helped me heal was to reflect and really think about how I felt in that relationship and doing things by myself and falling in love with Tyra and remembering what Tyra loves and figuring out who this new version of Tyra is because I'm not the same person I was those five years ago. Figuring out what makes me happy now and I think those are some of the best things that help me heal outwardly. Also, um, praying and spending time with God, worshiping with God. I know at the end of our relationship, I just uh, started playing worship music and y'all, song after song, it just I just felt it. It just like it was perfect for the situation. I was like, okay, God, I hear you. And now it's giving me strength. And even through all of that, I've just gotten so much strength from diving into the word of God and doing things that I love and just putting myself first, honestly, because it's not something that I did. Okay. Question number two, what advice would you give a friend or loved one going through a similar situation as you. You guys, I actually just had to do this. So I do have a friend who is going through something very similar to what I have gone through in the past. And the biggest piece of advice that I could give to you guys that I gave to her or that I felt was the biggest piece of advice was that you cannot wait to move on with your life until you feel ready because there's no feeling ready. You have to be that person or you have to be that girl before you actually feel like that girl. It's not going to be a magical day where you wake up and say, oh, I'm all better. I'm all healed. I'm over it. Let me go out here and be a boss. Let me go out here and do everything that I want to do. It's not going to be that. There's going to be times where a thought crosses your mind or something reminds you of that past relationship and you may need to cry. Girl, cry right now. Get it out right now, but wipe them tears when you're done. Take a deep breath. Take a moment to gather yourself and keep going about your day and give yourself grace. I know one of the biggest things, not my past relationship, but um, a relationship that ended for me in 2015, I was so frustrated with myself when I was crying. I was so frustrated when I felt sad because I was like, Tyra, it's been a year at this point and you still crying over this boy. You need to stop. And you cannot do that to yourself because you have to remember, you are grieving a loss. You are going through the grief process and that looks different in different situations. Even for you, you may take less time to grieve um, the loss of 
something else versus this relationship. You know what I mean? Because you also have to wrap your mind around the fact that it isn't going to end up the way you thought it was. For example, I thought I was going to marry that boy, right? I was also young, what I was like 20, 21, whatever. And you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to marry him. And when we broke up, my world just shattered because in my mind, that's where we were headed. And it, I just couldn't grasp the idea that it was not going to happen. So I had to take the time to really say, okay, Tyra, let's come to terms with it because that is also part of the healing process for grief. You have to come to terms with what has happened. You have to accept it. And it took me a while to do that. So you have to get up and move forward with your life, even though it may hurt, even though you may not feel up to it, even though you want to lay in the bed all day and cover your head and not do anything and just cry. Give yourself a couple of days to do that or, you know, however much time you need. I'm not even going to put an, an exact time frame on it because relationships are different. And I also don't know the ins and outs of your relationship. Something traumatic could have happened. Something very bad could have happened to the other person. It could have just not been a breakup. You could have lost that person, you know? So I'm not going to put a time frame on it, but give yourself some time. But once you have that little inkling of, okay, we need to get, get up and continue living our life because life is precious. I have things that I need to accomplish. People are depending on me. Once you have a, a little gleam of that in your heart and in your mind, use that little gleam to motivate you and um, help you get up out of the bed and do what you need to do, you guys. So that's the biggest piece of advice that I would give. Um, I think in addition to that, just to you know, give at least one more piece of advice, you do not have to wait until you hate someone or you're mad with them to get them out of your life or to walk away from that relationship. And that is something that I had to tell myself. I was like, Tyra, you don't have to hate this boy. You don't have to be mad. None of that. You just have to put you first because I know for a fact I was like, okay, well, I don't hate him or, you know, all these things. No, don't wait for that because you don't want to have that negativity in your heart in the first place. So assess the situation. Is this the best situation for me? Is this the best situation for him? Is this, is this the best situation for us together? Go off of that. Don't go off of how much you hate the person. Like that's, that's very unhealthy to do. Okay, question number three. I think I'm going to do about five questions for today. So question number three, what did your last relationship make you appreciate about yourself? Ooh, what did my last relationship make me appreciate about myself? I have to think on this one, y'all. And I think why I have to think about it is because in my last relationship, I think we trauma bonded. Um, he was in a traumatic relationship before us and I still wasn't over my last relationship with my uh, previous boyfriend. And it was because of what I just told y'all. I couldn't wrap my head around the idea that I wasn't going to marry him. So something that I appreciate about myself from my last relationship, I think the biggest thing that my last relationship taught me was that I am stronger than I ever thought 
mentally. And it made me appreciate my mental fortitude, my mental toughness, my ability to say, okay, I need therapy. I want to have a healthy relationship with myself. I want to make sure that I am the best version of myself because I want to bring kids into the world. I want to be 100% there for the family that I want to have. And I think that's what my last relationship made me appreciate about myself a little more because I learned that I don't have to know everything, but if I don't know everything, especially mentally is what I'm referring to, but if I don't know something mentally, there are always resources. So I started to go to therapy. I started to really dive deep into my thought processes and really pay attention to the things that made me uncomfortable or the things that frustrated me or the things that just seemed impossible for me to overcome. And I started to tackle them head on. So I started to appreciate my tenacity. I started to appreciate my dedication to becoming the best version of myself. And overall, I just started to appreciate my willingness to educate myself in the mental health space. And that is one of the reasons I started Affirmations for Black Girls, to be 100% honest. Okay, next question. Do you have a limiting belief about love? Where do you think it stems from? How can you challenge this belief? Okay, let me read that one more time because it's a lot of questions. Do you have a limiting belief about love? Where do you think it stems from? How can you challenge this belief? Okay, so if you don't know what a limiting belief is, it is a belief that <laughs> limits you. <laughs> um, but it's something that you believe that is holding you back from experiencing the fullness of an idea. The full so in this um in this specific example, if you have a limiting belief about love, it's stopping you from experiencing the fullness of love. And a limiting belief about love can be anything like, oh, men don't love me or men will only love me if I am a housewife. You know what I mean? Limiting beliefs can, beliefs can be anything like that. So I think that I did have a limiting belief about love. I don't think I have it now because I've done the work and I have reflected and I've talked to my therapist and all of those things. But the limiting belief that I had about love, especially in my last, in, in all of my previous relationships that I have just realized and just overcame is that you allow love to happen to you. And what I mean by that is in my previous relationships, I would never challenge him. I would never say anything that if like, for example, if I was feeling any type of way, like upset or whatever the case and, you know, things like that, I would say, well, he's still here. So we're going to work this out. But the thing is, y'all, every relationship is not meant to be. And I know exactly where this limiting belief stems from and it stems from my childhood and my home life because 
And I posted this on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to learn about foundational relationships, definitely go to my YouTube channel because I have an episode there about it. And I'll link it down in the show notes. So basically what I talk about in that episode is that I don't have any foundational relationships and foundational relationships are what you as a person or as a child see around you. And that's how you form your ideas and your beliefs about relationships, whether they're romantic or platonic. So my childhood wasn't the worst. I'm not saying that, but my mama and daddy ended up getting a divorce when I was in ninth grade. And that was a very traumatic experience for me. So I didn't learn healthy relationships, healthy romantic relationships from my parents because they would fight all the time. And then on the flip side of that, my grandparents Um, Even though they're still together, both my mom's parents and my dad's parents are still together, I never learned how to be affectionate. And that played out in definitely my last relationship because he was very affectionate and I would push him off me and, you know, all of that stuff, like stop being all over me. And it wasn't that I didn't want to be touched. It's that I did not understand how to be affectionate in that way. So My limiting belief definitely stemmed from my childhood and the lack of foundational relationships. I didn't really get a foundational relationship until I met my best friend, Bria, and I saw her parents and I really just aspired to that because it's not something that I had ever seen before. And I was talking with her about that and she was like, wow. And I was like, yeah, like I I haven't had anything like that. And it really opened my eyes and it opened my mind to these relationships, because what I learned as a child and the limiting belief that I learned is that you just deal with what you got. You stay with them. You fight with them. It's going to be okay. Y'all going to make it. And no, that is not the case. You don't need to be with nobody that you fighting with all the time. You don't need to be with nobody that you don't want to be affectionate with. Like, what's the point? What is the point? So I recently just realized that And the last part of the question is, how can you challenge this belief? I think I have challenged that belief. I've challenged it by reflecting on my past relationship and the things that I didn't do so well in the relationship. And I thought about ways to fix that. And by fixing that, meaning gaining knowledge on what it means to be in a healthy relationship, the things that I want, the things that I don't want, and moving closer to the things that I do want in relationship. We've been talking a lot, you guys. Actually, let me take a sip of this Celsius. Now, this episode is not sponsored by Celsius, but... I absolutely love them. I talk about them all the time on my Instagram. But if you do not know what a Celsius is, it is like a healthy energy drink, zero sugar. It's very good if you're going to go and like do exercises and stuff. But I like to have them um, on mornings where I have a lot of filming to do and, you know, things like that. I also have one after my workouts. I prefer them after my workouts than before. Don't know why. It's just what works for me. But I'm drinking a tropical vibe one with starfruit and pineapple and y'all it is so good so you can get them at like target 
Kroger, places like that. I've even seen them at Walmart, but get you a Celsius. Let me take a, another sip before we get into our last question. <clears throat> so good. Okay. Okay. Last one. Ooh, I think this is a great one to end on. What validation are you seeking from a partner? How can you give it to yourself? Oh, wow. Um, first of all, I want to say, I don't necessarily think validation in a relationship is the worst thing. I think the problem comes in when you don't give that validation to yourself and you just want it from your partner. But I think for me, the biggest thing that I seeked validation in in my previous relationships was just the fact of being loved. Have you ever heard of the term fishing? So I would fish a lot in my last relationships just so I could get that validation of, okay, they actually still like me because this also stems from my childhood. And you guys, that's why it's so important to reflect and really pay attention to trends in your life and the, the way that you handle certain situations. I would do this because I have abandonment issues from my childhood. My mom and dad's divorce, you know, really affected me in that way. And it started to make me have anxiety around people leaving my life. So I would fish just to make sure, okay, we still good versus having a conversation because I did not know how to communicate what I was feeling. The only way I knew how to do that was through fishing and doing certain things in my relationships that would not have been happening if I was in a healthy relationship or in a healthy headspace while being in that relationship. So how can I give that to myself? First of all, realize that you are worthy of love, but you have to give that love to yourself first and you have to reflect on what that looks like for you. So Tyra, how does it look to love yourself? Well, first and foremost, I'm going to be outside in my garden. I'm going to be watering my plants. I'm going to be buying things for my home that make me feel comfortable at home. I'm going to be making sure that I'm going to church, making sure that I am praising God, making sure that I am feeding that spiritual part of myself. I'm going to make sure that anyone that I have around me only speak life into me. And I'm going to make sure that I do the same thing for myself. As I said in a previous episode, I write on... Um, what are they called? Sticky notes, different sayings and things. Depending on how I'm feeling around that time, I write things that I want to see on a daily basis just to lift my spirits and remind myself that I am amazing. I am a powerhouse. I am the best version of myself. I am growing into the woman God wants me to be. And that is the validation that I need. But I also want to piggyback off of that. Validation and reassurance from your partner are two different things. Validation means that you don't yet feel that you have accomplished this thing or you don't yet feel that you are whatever you're seeking validation on. But reassurance is when you are being reassured that this is what is. Now, there is a healthy amount of reassurance and I don't know, it may be different for different people. I'm not an expert in it, but I don't personally think reassurance is a bad thing. 
You guys, we have made it to the last question. I hope you guys had time to write all those down. I hope I could provide a little bit of insight from my life that could help you through your healing process. Now, if you enjoyed these five questions, like I said, I put the link to the card game down in the description box, but we are actually going to be going through this entire deck together. And the way you can join in on the fun is by signing up for our subscription service. So Affirmations for Black Girls does have a subscription. You already heard it in the ad, but for the next few weeks, we're going to be finishing this deck together. We're going to be doing about five questions each week and you do not want to miss out. So get your journals, get your pens, and let's go through this breakup deck together to reflect and just become the best version of ourselves for our future partners. Okay, you guys, you know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. And today we have a brand new segment that I'm super excited to introduce, and it is called Community Call Out. So in this closing segment, I have asked you guys on my Instagram stories at Affirmations for Black Girls. So if you're not already following the Instagram, make sure you go and follow. But I asked you if you had any questions. So I'm pulling up about how many? four questions that I got and we're about to just answer them. So first question is from Bashtai Delaney's and her question is tips for learning to let things go. I'm such a people pleaser. It's so hard to move on. Bashti, Bashti, I don't know how you pronounce your name. I'm also very country. So Bashti is how it sounds right to me, but I had the most trouble with learning how to let things go. And I really think that's why it took me so long to actually get over or, you know, come to terms with the fact that one of my relationships would not work out, the guy that I said I wanted to marry. But I think the biggest tip that I can give you for learning to let things go is to remember that God always has your best interest in mind. And when we don't let things go, sometimes it's us saying, God don't know what he's doing. And that isn't necessarily a bad thing. But when I started to think about it in that way, it gave me a little bit of clarity. And it also helped me relax a little about things that I was worrying about, because that's what it really is. You're worrying about things because you don't want to let them go because they make you nervous, uncomfortable, something. They give you anxiety, any of that. And then you mentioned that you are a people pleaser. Um, It's so hard to move on. You just got to do it. Like, it's not that, like I said earlier, it's not that it's going to be easy. Like, okay, now it's time to move on. If you feel like you need to move on, but you're having trouble doing that, you have to have the mental toughness to power through it. Okay. I really hope that answers your question. Next question is from Mua. Y'all, these are Instagram names that I'm saying, but, oh, it's like mwah, like a kiss, mwah. Okay, mwah said, how do I find a balance between loving myself and others? Y'all, did y'all know this is what we were going to be talking about on the podcast? Because these questions are so on point. Okay, how do I find a balance between loving myself and others? I think the biggest thing that I can offer to you is to think about 
yourself as a teacup with a saucer. Now, you have to make sure that your cup is always full and you have to give to people around you from your overflow. So any of the liquid that's coming out of your cup onto your saucer, that is what you have to give to others. So if you're feeling a little down, if you're feeling um, a little burnt out, you have to do things that are going to fill up your cup. And I used to be a little uncomfortable sharing this with people, but if you're feeling that way and people are asking you to do things for them or you know spend time with them, literally just be honest and say, hey, I actually need to spend some time with myself. I need to do things that are gonna fill my cup. Can we do something next week? Or I need, you know, put a time frame on it if you can, but just be open and honest. And that's really how you find balance. You always have to check in with yourself because you come first in every single situation because you can't be the best version of yourself for the people around you that you love if you're not putting yourself first. Okay, next question is from Tasharina26. And she asks, how do you address people who say that's your family? Don't cut ties, even when it's toxic. Tasharina26, you do it. You do whatever is best for you. I'm going to piggyback off of what I just said. You have to fill your cup first. So if it's toxic and if it's something that you don't want to be around, you have to put yourself first, even if it's family. And it doesn't have to be in a nasty way or a mean way. Just share whatever you feel comfortable sharing to whoever that family member is or whoever is involved in that situation. And go from there. I've actually been, so fun fact, um, back in December, I went on a family trip with uh, my dad's side of the family to Tennessee. And being removed from my family for so long and living in Los Angeles and, you know, putting my mental health as a priority in my life, I realized just how sensitive I am to negativity. And, um, I realized just how sensitive I am to the things people say to me, especially if they are family members. So especially growing up in a black family and a Southern black family, a lot of so-called love is shown through joking and, you know, making fun or picking at people. And I'm at a space in my life where I don't have time for that. So I had to say to my daddy one day, Please, because my daddy does that all the time. And I was just in a space, especially being like overwhelmed with being around all my family again and dealing with all my emotions and um, just realizing how sensitive I am to those types of things. I had to say to him, Daddy, could you please not joke with me like that right now? Please only tell me you love me. Say th- Say loving things to me. And he actually received it very well because I was already like, I'm giving you guys a spark notes, but I was already pretty upset at this point. And I just started to cry and I said, hey, stop, please. Like, I only want to hear loving things right now. And I, um, and he, he really accepted it. He gave me a hug and a kiss and just said, I'm sorry. And that kind of thing. So literally just be open and honest. And I know that it's not always a safe space to do that. So you definitely have to assess the situation because it's a case by case basis. But 
Keep the mindset that you have to put yourself in environments that are conducive for you to be the best version of yourself. And that's just that on that. Okay, my last question is from I am Stacia Shireen. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering y'all names, y'all. Um, but she asked, what to do if you are stuck between two men? One you have children with. Girl, what are you talking about? What I need I need more details. I need more details on this. What to do if you are stuck between two men? One you have children with. I have questions. Um, so I'm just gonna go off of what I think this is asking. So I'm assuming that you you are saying that you are in love with these two men, one you have children with, and maybe the one that you have children with, you are thinking, man, maybe I should be with them, maybe for your kids' sake, or maybe y'all have a long relationship. The best thing I can tell you in this situation is to make a list. Think about all the pros and cons of being with each of these people, not from a materialistic standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint. You really have to reflect and see which one you want to be with and which one aligns with your morals, your beliefs, and the things that you want out of life. For example, if one of the men wants to travel and do extreme sports for the rest of his life and doesn't want to settle down... How is that going to work if you have children? You know what I mean? So really just make a list and check it twice <laughs> and figure out um, what's best for you. Because it, it it honestly may end up that it's not even these two men. Like you never know, but you always have to um, put everything into perspective. And please also be honest with these two men. Hey, I'm dating both of you. I have children with this one man or whatever the case may be. Be open and honest with both of them because sometimes that could also help one of the men step up above the other man and you'll say, oh, wow, I actually do want to be with you versus this other man. So you, this other man. So you just have to put all of that into perspective and make a list. Okay, you guys, we have made it to the end of this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. One of the biggest things that you have been saying, you all have been saying in the community forum is that you want longer episodes. Now, in order for me, because I want to be transparent with you guys, because I, I actually attended this podcast uh, like webinar and the instructor said that it's very important to be very transparent with your audience. So you guys want longer episodes. I'm trying to give you longer episodes. But the biggest thing about me being able to give you longer episodes is that there's going to be minimal editing. And for me, I don't really like to hear a lot of ums and dead space but in order for this to work for the longer episodes, there may be a little more of that in each episode. But with that being said, that is all that I have for you today. Thank you for listening to the end and make sure you join us again next week. And don't forget to subscribe, rate the podcast, leave us a review because I literally read all of them and follow us on Instagram at Affirmations of Black Girls and on Twitter at AFBG underscore podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you again next week.